brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. everybody you are now tuned in to another episode of three yards in a cloud of smoke the podcast where we discuss everything nfl and the foods that we enjoy while watching the game we love i am one of your hosts the big homie john i got with me baby smoke also known as aaron and again for the next 55 weeks i have long this shit is alex and whatever fucking name he comes up man what's up man Freaky Still on that bullshit. Let's get it. Still on that bullshit, man. All right, let's dive right in, man. We're going to start with a topic that's very near and dear to me. That's, um, you know what? Matter of fact, we're going to do it like this. In the spirit of Halloween, right? Thursday night football dressed up as Monday night football. And the Dallas Cowboys went out there and got their ass beat in Thursday night football fashion by the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, we got not only a piss poor performance by the defense, which everybody that's been watching the Cowboys is used to, but we got an epically bad performance by the offensive line, by bad Andy, Andy Dalton, and of course, Ezekiel Elliott. So, you know, a a few years ago, maybe it was last year, what I don't even know anymore. There was this scene where, you know, Tyrese was talking about um, custody of his kids or something like that. And, you know, I think that, that, moment kind of resonates with me because I feel like telling Jerry Jones, what more do you want from me as, as a fan? What the fuck am I supposed to watch, man? This product is, is so piss poor. It, it's it's bad on all levels. The roster is incomplete, has major holes. The players aren't playing with, uh, hard or with effort. And the fucking coaches are doing a shitty job, man. So I'm going to let y'all kind of tell me what y'all think, man. What's, what's good? I believe that culture is shot down now. I don't think McCarthy's the coach for you guys, but um, to to shed some light back from last stream, uh, last podcast, it could be a lot worse for the Cowboys right now. You know um, why? How? Think if y'all had uh, Dez I can hear the frustration. <laughs> <laughs> think if Dez Bryant was on the team. <laughs> 
he might be slapping some motherfuckers right now. He that might actually be a good thing for the Cowboys. No, I'm just talking shit. But yeah, the coach is shot down that seriously. Um, I don't think McCarthy is the right coach. Look at how he left uh, the Packers. It wasn't a good fit with Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So why do you think he's going to be a good fit down there? I mean, that's, that's just Michael a good sign, man. Good sign, in my opinion. Fuck man, Michael I'm, I'm actually embarrassed at my preseason prediction. Uh, I picked the, pa- uh, the, the Cowboys to win the, the NFC and win the Super Bowl. I picked Mike McCarthy to be the coach of the year. <laughs> and they're doing the polar <laughs> polar opposites of my predictions. Um, when we was in high school, I know I'm dating myself, but there was a Domino's commercial. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little uh like furry Muppet character. His name was Bad Andy. Um, ever since Andy Dalton been in the league, me and the guys, we always refer to him as uh, Bad Andy when he played like he did uh, last night. <laughs> So those of y'all who are uh, in my age demographic, y'all probably remember bad Andy Domino's commercials. But uh, that's what we got last night out of Andy Dalton. Um, I will say this. He had no time in the pocket. He was under duress every time he dropped back. That kid, I don't even know his name. I'm going to say number 45 to not identify him by his demographic. (laughs) Number 45 on the Arizona Cardinals looked like Chandler Jones out there just going to work every time he he rushed off the edge. Um, Zeke Zeke been tweaking this year. He's had what five lost fumbles. The defense is a mess. The Cowboys, man, they done so. I think some heads gonna roll in the next couple weeks if they don't get this turnaround. And it could be as early as this week if they go in and and, and lay down versus the NFC opponent this week, the NFC East opponent, um, the Giants. No, the Redskins this week. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Washington, the Washington football team. Football team. The Honestly, football team. they can fire as many motherfuckers as they want. Until the Joneses die, this team is going to be fucked. All right? It's just that simple. Damn, die? Damn. Or sell the team. You're right. That's a bit harsh. Sell this motherfucking team, Jerry. You're right. I, I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. We gonna... <laughs> Tell us My how bad. you really feel, big homie. I'm not bad, man. I just want better for my Cowboys, and uh, the current ownership is determined not to give us better as fans. So we're gonna move it right along to. I, I actually, Hold on, I got a question though. Go ahead. Go ahead. Can you can you fix this in one off season? No. No, you cannot. How many, how many years of a rebuild? If your old line gets it's, healthy, though, it's, it's a, a total rebuild. It's a total rebuild. You have a quarterback. You have some receivers. Maybe your offensive line can bounce back. Ty- Tyron Smith has been injury prone for a few years now. And he's just, what, a 10, 11-year vet? So he could fucking retire the same way Travis Frederick retired. And you know, typically when you get neck surgery, it's downhill for the rest of your career. See, yeah. people put they don't, they don't typically play better after neck surgery. So we might be out of a left tackle. Uh, the right the right guard and right tackle, they should be here for a little while. And uh, Lyle Collins and Zach Martin. The center, Tyler Beattis, he actually doesn't look bad, the rookie. But that that left guard, Connor Williams, oh, he fucking sucks. We might need to replace our whole left side of the offensive line. And don't get me started on the defense because all bullshit aside, we might need 11 new players on defense. <laughs> nah, man. Nah, you got some you linebackers, got- bro. Jaylen no, we don't. And Ledenvader can stay. 
Trayvon Diggs is a rookie. He's got to stay. He's actually yeah. He Demarcus actually played. So you got you got half a defense. You got five guys. There we go. That's what we're gonna call the Cowboys defense. Five guys, because that's what it looked like. <laughs> <laughs> no, hey, you know what? That's a good ass name. Five guys. Five guys defense. That's all you. They are fucking lunch. That's that you're a hundred percent right. Demarcus Lawrence hasn't fucking been lunch. All right. He he been he been kind of MIA since he got his checks. Man. And every week, my boy Alden Smith, the comeback player of the year, looks a little bit more like a motherfucker who ain't played in five years. <laughs> every week he gets worse and worse and worse. And don't get me started on fucking Don Terry Poe, who takes a kneel before for the national anthem to stand up for black people and then continues to kneel for 60 fucking minutes during the game. Bitch-ass Don Terry Poe, one of the worst yes. defensive linemen in the entire league. Like, it's so bad in Dallas right now. I, I'm just disgusted. Yeah. Y'all disgusted. also don't look that bad on paper, though. Yes, it does. On paper, it really doesn't. Yes, the fuck it does, man. There's nothing good in Dallas on, on the – We I think the least amount of points we've given up this year, you ready for this? 34 points to the Saquonless New York Giants. That's the least amount of points you've given up this year. What? Yeah. This is the worst defense I've ever seen. I've been watching football my entire life. This is the worst fucking defense I've ever seen play football. All right, so hold on. Let me let me name the five guys. Trayvon Diggs, Jalen Smith, Leighton Van Der Esch. Questionable, questionable. Lawrence, questionable. Lawrence. Questionable. And we're gonna we're gonna throw Alden in there as guy number five. That's Questionable. Five Questionable. Is Alden on a one year deal right now? Alden's on a one year deal, yeah. You want to prove it, okay. There's the the only guy, the only guy you name there that I would guarantee a spot next year to would be Tra- Trayvon Diggs. It's crazy because I, going into this week, I actually thought the Cowboys would man up would be better this week, especially with Andy Dalton, especially. Honestly, yeah. I really, I really believe that, but they, they let me know. You know what? I, I bought into the hype. I really did. I bought into the hype of, hey, Andy Dalton's the best backup quarterback in the league. Like I didn't fucking watch Jameis Winston play the last few years. Like we haven't watched Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like there are much better backup quarterbacks. Nick Foles. There's a lot better backup quarterbacks than fucking Andy Dalton, and it shows. He can't do shit, man. Like he. He's like, honestly, bring in uh, the seventh round of Ben DiNucci from James Madison at this point. Maybe he can scramble uh, around so and create. I brought up the bad Andy analogy because this is who he is. He has those games every season where it's like, yo, this guy fucking blows. But then he'll give you an eight-game stretch where he looked like one of the better quarterbacks in the league. So I think, when the last I think- time we seen one of those good eight-game stretches? I bet Alden Smith was in the league. I mean, nah, the, the Bengals have been good recently. When? Yeah, a couple years ago before the AJ Green injuries started piling up and stuff. Fuck out of here, man. Back when they hey. had Vontez Perfect. Do you know Vontez Perfect ain't been a thing since AB was a thing? Right, that was a couple years ago. That's like three, four years ago, man. Andy Dalton fucking <laughs> sucks. Shout out to Vontez Perfect. I wish he was here to give man, Andy Dalton to get him on the third. show, bro. You think Vontez will come on the show? I don't think he's doing shit else. So <laughs> I'm gonna look up his Twitter, see if we can get get Vontez on the show. You know Vontez Burfick doesn't have Twitter. He's not the type. <laughs> <laughs> he's not the type, man. All right, man. Let's move right along, man. Tom Brady and, and and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
beat that ass when it comes, you know, that the Packers came. Were they were they in Green Bay or were they in Tampa? I don't even remember. It was in Green Bay. They got their ass whooped. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what give me your thoughts on the game. Uh you think it's a bounce back game or you think it was just a letdown game for the Packers? What what you think? I think uh I think Tampa Bay is finding their stride. Ronald Jones had a probably his best day rushing as a running back. Um, Gronkowski finally looks like he's back in NFL form and not beach boy form. Uh, Gronk had a big game. Uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers scare me. I'm actually glad we got to see them already and we stole a win from that team. Um, I think they're going to be a problem later down the stretch. The defense looks phenomenal. Um, front to back. They got like a no-name secondary, but the boys can play Jamil Dean, some of those guys back there. Um, Devin White and Levante David might be the best linebacker tandem in the league. And then the defensive line is just piecemeal together with a bunch of studs in free agency. JPP and Dominican Sue. You know, you got Shaq Berry rushing off the edge. Tampa Bay's defense is nice. This is going to be a formidable team. I think they're going to win the NFC South. And, um, yeah, I think, I think Tom Brady needed – that uh that rude awakening from the bears to get them to kind of snap back into things so i think they're gonna be just fine down in tampa Aaron, man what you think so the buccaneer is definitely a contender and uh i'm happy with the outcome of the last game um last week i definitely i picked the packers to win that game but I also stated that I wanted the Buccaneers to win. Obviously. Um, so, right, just so we can number one in the division, the, the Bears, that is. Um, Tom Brady, he's definitely looked like he's taking a step back this year. I mean, I don't know if it's because of a new offense he's learning, just getting used to his players, the weird offseason, you know, all that. But in a sense, he has a great team around him with a lot of weapons. He has probably one of the best defenses he's ever played with at least top two for sure. Um, they gonna be a problem. They they definitely are, are contenders. They definitely is a team that we should take seriously. And um, yeah, I don't, I don't wanna see them in the playoffs, honestly. I don't wanna see the Buccaneers in the playoffs. This is what I'm gonna say. You always take Thursday night football with a grain of salt, especially for a team that's gotta go on the road, right? I'm not saying that the Bears didn't handle their business, but the Bears did, but historically, the team that travels on Thursday, they 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 typically don't fare as well. So I don't want to call it a bounce back. I just think that they're establishing their identity. Ronald Jones, I think, is the only running back in football to have three consecutive hundred yard games. They're 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 getting back to the identity that will allow Tom Brady to be successful, which is to run the football use play action, keep the defense guessing, and then get those weapons involved when the time calls for it. So I think they're a dangerous team, but, you know, Thursday night football is always kind of rough on that traveling team. Didn't the Bears have an opportunity to sign Bruce Arians? (laughs) Yeah, we did. And who do we? We got Mark Trestman. Right. Yeah, Yeah. okay. We don't want to relive those days. Yeah, we started off with like three and no or some shit, right? Yeah. Oh my god. It was bad. So (laughs) let me ask you guys this. Is this just a an anomaly for the Green Bay Packers, or do you think this is a sign of things to come? So I want to start off with this one because 
you know, being a Bears fan, I watch a lot of Packers football um, just because that's our biggest rivalry in the division. I can tell you for a fact, Aaron Rodgers is kind of a rhythm thrower. He's a rhythm quarterback, but to his credit, he doesn't turn the ball over. But when he does, it does impact him. And what you saw um, this past weekend was two quick turnovers, and he never was able to get out of that funk. Aaron Rodgers is one of the best, if not one, if not the best ever, at protecting the football and reducing the amount of turnovers that's coming off of his hand throwing the football. Because um, I think he knows how it impacts his play. Um, I, he'll throw away a lot of passes. Um, Rodgers, he 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 threw the ball to the defense. He got picked off twice early in that game. One of them for a pick six, and he never looked the same after that. And I I feel like he held that team back from from really getting back in that football game because it was so early that the interceptions occurred in the first half and he just couldn't get out of his own way the rest of the game. And um, it kind of gave us a blueprint. The Packers haven't really played nobody outside of the Saints and the Bucks. Um, They played some really shitty teams this year. Let me see who the Packers have beaten the Vikings, the Lions, the Falcons, and then they beat the Saints. They lost to the Bucks. Um, So three of these teams are, are one win teams that they beaten up on. So the Packers, while that's a, that's a team that's very popular to say, Hey, they're one of the better teams in the league. They really haven't played nobody. And they got exposed on Sunday by one, one of the better teams that probably faced this year. So I don't know, man, the schedule for the Packers seems kind of soft. They'll probably be okay, but we'll see what happens in the playoffs when, when the real teams come to play and how the Packers are fair. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Aaron, any thoughts? Uh, let me ask you something. So, because the Packers lost to the Bucks and the Bears beat them, what does that say for the Bears? Even though we won Actually, that game ugly. So, leading into this week, the Bears were kind of like, they didn't get no respect around the league. Everybody said the Bears were the worst four-win team in the NFL. Nobody was taking them seriously. Um, this Buccaneers win coupled with the Packers loss kind of legitimizes the bears. The bears went in there, took care of business against a, a team that was right at uh right around 500, just above 500 with the Panthers. Um, and then to watch the, the first place team in the division get shellacked by a team that we, you know, we, I say we, we handled them fairly well playing the Buccaneers the week prior had our offense showed up, we probably would have blown them out. So I think it legitimized the Bears. People are starting to take notice. The Bears' defense is elite. It's a special unit. And and I feel like as a Bears fan watching for 25-plus years, I'm comfortable with where the Bears are at because I know on Sunday the defense is going to show up. And if we get just enough 20, 21 points, 27 points, 28 points out of the offense, we're going to have a chance to win every Sunday. And I'm good with that. Okay. So let, let's 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 dive into the the Bears conversation. I, I'll I'll say from the outside looking in, every week I want to count the Bears out because even though they continue to win, it just doesn't smell right. It it, it it's something wrong there, right? It's like I, I I wholeheartedly agree with you that you guys have a twelve to fourteen win defensive unit. That defense is is clicking, and what's scary about that, man? If they had Eddie Goldman, they would be that much mm-hmm. more dominant. Right. But the offense is that four to six win kind of offense, bro. Like that, that offense is, is lacking. And so typically 
what happens is these type of defensive units, they they run into a buzzsaw in the playoffs. Now, I, I will give you the, the team that comes to mind when I look at this Chicago Bears team. That Jaguars team that was a bad couple of pass interference calls away from being in the Super Bowl. That's that's what comes to mind. The defense is that good. It's it's special. Jalen Johnson gets better. Yeah, the same thing. The same type of thing. So it the it's there if the you know poker chips fall in the Bears' favor. But I could also see them losing in the first round. From you know if you, they get behind, they 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 can't catch up to anybody. But what? that's not true. We did it. We've done Three. it every game. Exactly. Are you talking about the Falcons and the Lions and the Giants? Who else? All right. So, are you? Do you think you're going to play any of those teams in the playoffs? <laughs> no, but we proved okay. that we can we can fight back and claw back into a football Against game. Bad teams. I mean, you're right. They are bad teams, but it's that really mentality is there. Other teams would lay down and die when you down seventeen. In the First off, nobody lays season. down and dies against the Falcons. The Dallas Cowboys proved that. Nobody <laughs> lays down and dies against the Giants. The, the, <laughs> the Dallas Cowboys proved that. Nobody lays down and dies against the Packers. I mean, uh, the Lions. The Packers proved that. These are all teams that have shown on multiple occasions <laughs> the inability to protect the lead. I, I don't want to rain on the parade because I think the Bears are doing something. They're playing to their peak potential, which is something that a lot of teams don't do, and especially given the fact you're talking about no offseason. You're talking about a quarterback change a couple of games in, right? So by all means, hats off to the Bears, and they deserve whatever respect that they're getting, and they probably deserve more respect than what they're getting. We're not getting but it. Well, because it, yeah, it just doesn't smell right. It, they, The Bears, they have the statistical backing on defense, but man, when you watch them play, it just doesn't pass the eye test. Why are they any different from the Steelers or the Ravens? So we have seen the Ravens have a dynamic offense. It's quarterbacks, honestly. The Steelers, I I agree with you to an extent. Uh, I think Big Ben is surviving a reputation. He's a, a, a dink and dunk quarterback now, but it just appears from the from watching it that the Steelers have more offensive firepower than the Chicago Bears. Man. It's Steelers got, got more balance. That's the only reason they can run the football. But I'll let Aaron go. I got a lot I want to say about the Bears. It's week seven. I haven't really got on my soapbox on the Bears yet, but I'm going to let y'all have it after I let Aaron go first. So. so the Steelers and the Ravens, the difference is they got franchise quarterback names. I mean – Think about any team that's in the national media. Every team that's in the national media that gets talked about has a franchise quarterback. And because the Bears have never had one, we're not we're never in the so in the you know in the national media. One, we don't get the respect around the league. Two, and three, everybody just kind of writes us off. So as long as we quietly win these games, ugly, pretty, it don't matter. A W is a W at the end of the day. You know, we continue to stack these W's. I think we're going to be a problem. I mean, Matt Nagy, he does some bonehead calls. He puts Cordell Patterson in the backfield at third and two or third and three. I'll never understand that. If I was a media guy at a press conference, I would drill his ass about that shit. Just being a fan. But I, I don't understand that shit. And I feel like that's going to be the reason that we lose games. I feel like Matt Nagy, 
wants to be a pass first offense, but not realizing the personnel that he has. And that goes even to like the run game and the run fits and the different things that we do. The, the type of the, the style of run that we want to do doesn't fit the type of players that we have. So mm-hmm. Nagy, he he's he's helping the team and putting us in great positions and calling great plays at times, but he's he's also failing the team in a lot of different ways because of the things that he wants to do. You gotta fuck that right. shit. Fuck that BU shit. Fucking do what's necessary for the team. Get ugly lineup, play some smash mouth football. And fucking, you know, if we got to go out formation 30% of the game, that's what we got to do. Well, I think BU needs to fit for the players. It's Nagy's job to put the players in a position to be themselves. But Nagy continues to ask players to do things that are not their strongest suit or not in their wheelhouse. Like, for instance, our our offensive line is very good at pass blocking, but they struggle to put a hat on a hat and move guys off the line of scrimmage. Now, Charles what they Leno said... <laughs> hold on, let me... let me. I talk about Charles Leno. With that being said, though, the best way to get an O-line going is to get them all moving forward in unison and power run formations. Three-point stances, firing off the ball, having a hat, get some momentum, move, move guys off the line. Instead, Nagy runs probably 60% of his plays out of shotgun sets where you got your offensive linemen back on their heels trying to step forward and reach these D linemen that are firing out at them and they, they don't have good leverage when you when you sitting up in a two-point stance in a shotgun formation trying to run the football. You also don't have a lead blocker. David Montgomery, again, I'm going to continue to say this because David Montgomery is that dude. You get the ball to this man and he's going to make people miss. He's going to create things. He did it on uh, Sunday. And he's going to continue to do it all season. The problem is he's got color flashing in front of him as soon as he gets the handoff in these shotgun sets where there's no momentum moving forward. And he's got to create anything just to get a two-yard run. Um, the, the Bears need to tighten up on offense. Foles is definitely a better, more viable quarterback than Mr. Trubisky. I think that's been put to rest. He keeps us on schedule. He knows his hot reads. He knows how to improvise, and he doesn't. He's not afraid of making the throw that's there, even if it's in coverage. That's what we need out of an NFL quarterback. That's an NFL quarterback. So there's weapons on the outside. You got Allen Robinson, who was a legitimate number one receiver. You got Anthony Miller, who's a rhythm receiver. If we keep him involved in the game, Anthony Miller has proven he can be an asset in the passing game. Darnell Mooney, the kid, the rookie, he looks like he's got some NFL chops, and he might be a special player. Like I said, you got Montgomery. You got Cordell Patterson as an X-Factor. Jimmy Graham is a red zone animal. He can't do shit between the 20s, but he's definitely going to do damage when you get him in the red zone. And Cole Komet, that touchdown he caught, was that looked like maybe he, he'd be a red zone threat too. So we got weapons on offense. We just need to put them boys in the right position to make plays and stop asking and forcing them to do stuff that doesn't fit who they are. Defensively, the Bears got some holes. But the superstars are covering up for them holes. Kyle Fuller is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And I'm going to keep preaching and saying his name until he get his flowers. But he is right up there with the Jalen Ramseys, the Stephon Gilmores, the Tredavious Whites in the NFL. Kyle Fuller is a fucking man. First of all, and I'm going to point something out to y'all. For y'all that don't watch the Bears, Kyle Fuller is the smoothest nigga on the field every Sunday. This man out there rocking cats. 
getting hit stick fumbles. His jersey never gets disheveled. This boy jersey ain't never came out of his pants. His socks always stay up. Like, he's just professional and neat. He just got that swag. The game look easy to him because it is. Kyle Fuller, that dude, that's my favorite player on the team. Y'all need to respect this man and give him his flowers. He needs to be an all-pro, pro Bowl cornerback this year. He's a great mentor for the kid, Jalen, across from him. Eddie Jackson is doing his damn thing. He's got two touchdowns called back because of BS penalties. But Eddie Jackson's still that dude. Tayshawn Gibson is the perfect safety to play alongside of him. And then Roquan is ascending into that elite linebacker status this year. And I don't even need to talk about Khalil Mack. Y'all see that enough on Sunday. Akeem Hicks is back in his form. The Bears defense is fucking legit. And defense wins championships. That's been a 100-year NFL adage. The Bears got defense. All we got to do is figure out this running game. And I don't think there's many teams in the league that can fuck with us if we get the running game clicking. Defense didn't win championships last year, but I understand what you're saying. All right. Hey, let me ask y'all this. Did y'all see that uh, Nick Foles um, after game? Uh, the press conference? Yeah, press conference. Yeah, yeah. Did y'all Shout see that? Yeah, I've I seen some snippets, some sound bites from it. I didn't watch the whole thing, though. They kind of got him out of character a little bit. You know, I, I will piggyback off one thing Alex said. Um, Kyle Fuller is one of the most underrated players in the entire NFL. He is an elite corner. He deserves to be in that top five conversation when guys like Marshawn Lattimore and Darius Slay get put in that conversation in front of Cal Fuller. It is really kind of a travesty to the game of football. And at this point, if we're being really honest, Jalen Ramsey don't deserve to be put in that conversation over him either. And it's been a little while since Jalen Ramsey played mm. well. Not, I'm just telling you right now, if you watch the Rams, and I watched him because of fantasy implications. Jalen Ramsey, not as good as Kyle Fuller. I can, I can yeah. dig it. I can dig it. He, he's Kyle Fuller's. He's the real deal. He's the real the deal. Only knock, he, the only knock the naysayers have on Kyle is he don't travel, but that's not his fault. That's the scheme. That's the coaching staff and the scheme. But I've seen him. You more for Davius White. That's probably the two corners that I would take over Kyle Fuller. That's it. I mean, it's cool, man. I don't even think I'll take them. Cal Fuller is nice, bro. <laughs> that nigga's nice. I mean, if you top three, top three, four in the league, it, it, it is what it is, right? The order really don't matter. That means you you a dog, and he is. You know, all right, this, this is a topic that I think we're going to have a little fun with. The Miami Dolphins have made the decision to move from Ooh. Fifth Magic to Tua... Is it Tag Lee? I don't know how to say this motherfucking name, but Tua. So I'm, I'm, I'm not finna even try to say that shit. <laughs> I'm gonna give y'all opportunity to speak, and then I wanna, I kind of want to speak last. So what, what are y'all thoughts on this? All right, so y'all know I'm a huge Tua fan. One of the probably bigger Tua fans around. I was hoping and praying that the injury somehow positioned the Bears to get him, but obviously the Dolphins scouting department knew what the dude was and. It didn't matter. He got picked in the top five. Um, two was a special quarterback. All right. I, I watched, I watched, uh, I, I believe I might be misspeaking here, but I believe he was on that Netflix show QB one about three or four seasons ago. And that's when I first got introduced to, to Tua. And then he ended up at Bama. They had Jalen hurts in the national title game struggling. 
and the boy came in and played just out of body, out of mind in the second half of that game. And as a true freshman, won a national title in a half of football. From that moment on, I knew too it was the truth. He followed up the next year and had a phenomenal sophomore campaign and then even built upon it his uh, junior year before he got hurt. Two is that dude. He's a he's a transcendent figure at the quarterback position. Um, two is going to be special. And I think I was kind of questioning the move because Fitzpatrick is playing so well. But when I looked at the schedule and I saw that they were going into a bye week, and you know the move is coming, this was the perfect opportunity for them to get him the reps and the preparation to kind of take the team and lead the team moving forward without looking back. They got a bye week, so he's got a week and a half, two weeks to prepare for the Rams. The Rams are not that good. It, it made sense to do it now before they go another two, three games, either split or lose them or whatever the case may be. And then it's like, okay, what are we going to do? What are we going to do with Fitzpatrick? So Fitzpatrick is not the future. Two is the future. He's healthy. This is the time to do it. So I applied Brian Flores because most coaches wouldn't be gutsy enough to make this change right now. That that was actually smart uh, by him as well, too, to do that by the, um, during the bye week. And honestly, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is kind of like one of those perfect quarterbacks for a young guy to kind of see and be behind. Ryan Fitzpatrick is a good dude. Um, and then he makes plays, you know. He's he's one of those quarterbacks that makes plays that's hot, that be right up there with the top quarterbacks in the league for, you know, weeks at a time. But then he also has those lows where he just kind of falls off. He's not even, like, mm-hmm. on the field. He's, he's small. So for Ryan Fitzpatrick to explain those things and go over those different things and different um, experiences through the NFL, I think Tua is going to be good. Uh, let me ask you this, though. Who you think has a better or a higher, like, ceiling? Tua or your boy from the Cardinals? Kyler Murray or Tua? Yeah. I like Tua better. No. Uh-uh. Wow. Look, let, let, let me let me just start something right here. Hold tag, on. tag me in, coach. Tag me in. Look, here's the thing. <laughs> I don't think Tua is that dominant of, of a player. I think he was surrounded by elite talent. And I think that he just drove the car that was provided for him, right? He's he's like the Tua at Alabama is like the jockey on on the the thoroughbred horse. All right. So when you got them type of dogs around you, it's easy to look good. And that's what I think Tua is. He's left-handed. The release is kind of fluky. He was he has some inconsistencies in the limited time that he did start at Alabama. And he's also had some injury concerns, right? So let's let's fast forward from Alabama to the Miami Dolphins. My issue with this is there are 53 guys on that roster. The Miami Dolphins are overachieving from what everyone thought they were going to be. And for you to make this move when Ryan Fitzpatrick has the sixth best QB rating in the entire NFL, when he is on a hot streak and the team is very much so in the conversation for a playoff contender, right? If Tua struggles, say Tua go out there and lose these next two games, are you going back to Fitzpatrick? Probably not. No, you can't. Right. So then what you're telling the rest of those 53 guys is, is that Tua's development is more important than their season goals. Some of these guys are in their last NFL career. 
uh, last NFL season, right? Some of these guys are vets that have been in the game for 10 years. They deserve better. I, I, I hate this move. I think you wait till Ryan Fitzpatrick starts to have one of those, you know, very characteristic Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of meltdowns or letdowns, and then you make the move. If Tua starts 10 games, five games, four games this season, it really doesn't matter, but you leave the the team intact as long as they are in playoff contention. I think this was a poor decision. Uh-uh. You wrong, bro. Based Look, on what? Two? It's going to play out. I don't think it is. I think – I know you said that uh, the Rams aren't very good, and I, I would tend to agree with that, but I think they're going to beat the Dolphins. And I think two is going to look like a rookie that hasn't had a training camp, that that hasn't had an offseason. Man, I, I don't, that national title game showed me all I need to know about Tua getting thrown into the fire and sinking the swimming. Tua that national juice, bro. showed me all I needed to see about the Georgia safeties. No, you, you, you know, there's, this, there's this clip that me and you have laughed at several times in the lingerie football league where the coach is like, <laughs> you, you had one place. You had one place where they could beat us, and that's in the fucking end zone. And the shorty missed. She missed missed the play. And if, <laughs> if you look at that play, it yeah, Tua made a he he threw a strike. But the only reason why it was completed is because the Georgia safety fucked up. That's it, bro. Freshmen don't have the nuts to make that throw in the national title game. There was no hitch in that throw. Stays. He was nineteen, bro. Is, like, bro, you playing with uh, dudes that's out there that's 23, 22. Bro, that's major, bro. No, I'm I'm gonna be honest with you. That's that's college two football. Two that dude, no, two of that that's, dude, that's, bro. He's been that football. dude at every level, and this is Having gonna be no different. Could it could be nuts to make a throw, or it could just be you're too stupid to know what 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 you're going against. I.e. Uh, Eli Manning. Eli Manning make throws like that all the time, but it's because Eli Manning is too stupid to actually see the coverage that's against him. So, you know, I, I'm not right. so sure. What? Which I mean, you bet not defend no Eli Manning. Anymore. You bet hey, not hey, get hey. Speaking of the Manning, did y'all see the uh the high school football game the other day? Um, hey, his name Arch. Yeah, Arch. Arch after that, after Fuck the grandpa. Arch Manning. Until and Booker T. Washington version no man. Fuck Arch Manning, man, bro. Hey, Archie. Hey, he gonna be a problem. He go by Arch. He go by Arch. It's but his Arch name is Archie. Yeah, he goes by Arch by short. Arch. Hey, I wanna I wanna get back to Aaron's question though. Tua versus Kyler. All right, so Kyler, that's my boy. I I wasn't I was skeptical of Kyler because he had a lot of um brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, 
Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. He had a lot of Johnny Manziel in his game. Then between Kyler and Manziel, it's Kyler's ability to scramble and run are like next level elite. All right, so prime example last night, Kyler played a fucking awful game. But his legs and his ability to buy himself time, get himself out of trouble, covered up for how wildly inaccurate he was yesterday. Tua don't have games like that, bro. Tua is a and, and this is the thing. Kyler is short, and he's not gonna be the best athlete on the field 10 years from now. All right. So the things that Tua has are more uh they can withstand the test of time more than a Kyler Murray's game can. Here's my problem with your statement, Alex. Kyler Murray didn't have those games like that in fucking college. We've not seen Tua in the fucking NFL. We don't know what kind of games and streaks of inconsistencies and shit that he's going to have in the league. All right? And the other part of that is the hope, not only with Kyler, with Lamar Jackson, with Cam Newton, with all mobile quarterbacks, is that as their athleticism declines, that their cerebral approach to the game allows them to be better, more efficient passers. If that never happens for Kyler Murray, then somebody going to piece his little ass up eventually, and he's going to go the way of RG3. <laughs> I'm just being honest, right? If you don't take that next step and become the more efficient passer, and, and the, the guy I want to point out is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is a much better passer today than he was when he first started in the NFL. I don't that's know if player, that's... That's my pro con for Tua, though. Like, Russell Wilson is to attack Valila. 10 years this senior. You are fucking drunk. Nah, bro. You gotta All be. Right. You gotta be All drunk. Right, Russ is special. Tua is blah. The same way Russell came in and immediately turned that franchise around and made them a legitimate contender is the exact same thing That's Tua's ridiculous. gonna do in Miami. It's not, bro. I mean, it's if gonna play Tua out. was that special, then he would have, he, Ryan Fitzpatrick would have never played. Remember, Tua the was Seattle coming off the injury. Seattle Seahawks gave big money to Matt Flynn. He had had that fucking stupid ass uh, end of the season or playoff game, something crazy like that. We threw like five, six TDs. Mm-hmm. He was the penciled in starter, fresh contract, and Russ Wilson just outplayed him. It wouldn't have taken Brian, this long before it was that nice. Brian Flores don't have the equity of Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll can do what the fuck he wants. What Brian equity Flores, did Pete Carroll have at that point? He was one of the fucking, he was the, he was the Nick Saban of that era. In college football, before there was Come a Nick Saban, it was Pete Carroll. College because it was Pete Carroll at USC. So yeah, he was he, the hottest coaching name. He had been in the NFL in the '90s with the Patriots. He had success in the NFL. Pete Carroll had equity. Brian Flores is a black head coach hanging on for his dear life for a job. Not for his dear life. That's the now first he's thing. not because they three and three. But this team all apart. Actually doing a really good job. But let's not sit up here and act like Pete Carroll was in the NFL. For any other reason than he was running from NCAA sanctions, he literally ruined that program, ran to the NFL, and has been fortunate enough for the NFL to work out for him. All right, but we, that we don't want to get into that. Um, let me ask you this: we we all watched on the earlier version of Monday Night Football. Clyde Edwards Hilaire looked like a special, special running back. And we know that the Kansas City Chiefs, they went out and signed Le'Veon Bell. I don't even know the parameters of the deal, but I would assume it's a one-year deal or whatever for the rest of the season. Where does Le'Veon fit w- within this team? 
He's just a, another playmaker, bro. It's like the Cleveland. I mean, not the Cleveland. It's like the L.A. Lakers right now. You got LeBron James, Patrick equivalent to Patrick Mahomes. You got Anthony Davis. Uh, I don't know who whose guys would say Anthony Davis is on the Tyree Hill. Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey. It's just the rich. The rich gets richer. You know, Le'Veon Bell doesn't have to do much. They got a running back that they drafted that they feel comfortable with that makes plays. He a baller. But at the same time, if you can rotate another playmaker in that's just as good or you know has potentially be better at times or on certain plays that they can scheme for Le'Veon just to put the ball in his hand, why wouldn't you? That's fair. That's fair. Alex, any thoughts on the uh, Lev Bell situation? I think I think Kansas City jumped the gun. I know Edwards Hilaire looked like a rookie for about four games. He had a big debut game against the Texans, and then he hasn't eclipsed 70 yards rushing until, until this game versus the Bills. So I get why the Chiefs went and got Le'Veon Bell, but Edwards Hilaire marked his territory, so to speak. He went out there against the Bills, one of the better defenses in the league, and ran for 161 yards and said, yo, this is my job. You're not just going to come in here and take my job. And I think it's going to be hard to find a place to fit Le'Veon in the offense when Edwards Hilaire is playing as well as he is. Um, Le'Veon can definitely take carries away from Williams, but can he supplant Edwards Hilaire? I don't know. Edwards Hilaire is, is he can take Williams? Yeah, Darrell Williams. Edwards Hilaire is a very sudden runner. Le'Veon's more of a patient runner. So their their styles are, are more they're very uh contrasting. I just don't know how this is gonna work, man. I don't really see where he's gonna fit. Um, but I'm I'm interested to see where it goes. I'm glad that you brought up their style of play. That's that's something I didn't even consider, uh, honestly, when I was thinking about this topic here. I actually think that the addition of Le'Veon Bell makes Hilaire more effective. If they do a 2-1 or a 3-1 kind of split, right, you know, two drives to Hilaire, then one to Le'Veon, or three drives to Hilaire, then one to Le'Veon, that's going to allow for the rookie to be fresher. That's going to obviously give them injury insurance. And that that is also going to be a nightmare for defenses to try and – you know, deal with the patient kind of style of Le'Veon Bell and also the sudden style of Hilaire. I, I think Patrick Mahomes is basically speaking to the fact that if you're going to drop a bunch of guys in coverage to try to stop him from throwing to Kelsey, to stop him from going over the top to Hill and Hardman, uh, then they're just going to run the fucking football on you. And I love the fact that Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes are saying, we don't care about style points. We just want to win football games. You know, that hasn't always been the case with Andy Reid, as we recall games where in the playoffs they were up big and they don't give the ball to Kareem Hunt. Or in the playoffs, Andy Reid's up big and he doesn't give the ball to Brian Westbrook. So I actually like to hear that from them just from a football fan standpoint. Um, I think it'll work out, though, honestly. So let, I'm, let me just trying to, I'm trying to recall some of the teams that have had, like, really good running back tandems or backfields by committee the first team i'm thinking of is 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 the dolphins with with ricky williams and ronnie brown i know that's kind of digging in the crates but they found a way to make it work especially with the wildcat 
Um, I think back to some of those Chargers teams with Ladanian Tomlinson, Mike Turner, they had, and Darren they had Sproles. A three-headed monster, yeah. They had a three-headed monster. Um, New York Giants. The yep, Giants, my right, Tiki Barber. I mean, yeah, Tiki Barber. getting the Chiefs. The Chiefs with Jamal Charles and Thomas Jones. That's true, yeah. So it, it can be done. I mean, it, it can be done. Um, but this is a pass-first team. It's just – I know – okay, so they both can contribute in the passing game. Le'Veon, like I said on the last show, if there's any, anywhere Le'Veon can contribute – it's going to be in the passing game. They're going to be putting him in slot, bro. Hey, hey you got one more tandem, bro. Le'Veon is a, re- a receiver, you, bro. You, you forgot one more tandem. The Dallas Cowboys had the A-Train and Eddie George. <laughs> Looking at <laughs> Thomas Jones and Cedric Benson. <laughs> yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh-huh. You know, Or, Let- matter of fact, when the Jets had uh, LT and Thomas Jones. Yeah. Like, it's... You can have a two-headed rushing attack, though the Willie Parker and Jerome Bettis, as long as they don't do the same things. And I don't think that they will do the same things here. I they they do the same things well, but they're two different styles of player, if that makes yeah. sense. So we'll see. We'll see how they're gonna have Le- mean, Le'Veon on the outside, bro. And he's a receiver and a running back body, bro. So he's Cordell Patterson. Wait, 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 wait. I just want to, I want to touch. No, on Cordell's topic. not in, in the running back body, bro. No. Yes, he is. Cordell Patterson's six two two twenty five. That's the running no, back I've ever seen. Six two two forty. He's bigger than Adrian nah, Peterson. Yeah. No. Nah, he's bro. definitely in the running back body. He's not a receiver. He's in the linebacker's body. Yeah, like Cordell he, Patterson is just an athlete. Cordell Patterson. Is Darren McFadden who didn't skip leg day? <laughs> oh, Alex, give me give me your pick for best defense in the league. I got an idea who you're gonna say, but I, I want to hear it. I'm going with the Bears, man. I think we got three All Pros on our defense: Khalil Mack, Kyle Fuller, and Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson, like I said earlier, has had two touchdowns wiped off the board. Um, the players are gonna come. He's always around the football. Eddie Jackson is a phenomenal free safety for the Chicago Bears. Um, so, yeah, I'm going with Bears as the best defense. And this is the best defense in the league without Eddie Goldman. Um, I know Aaron's probably going to say the Bears, too. So, I'm going to give you a little bit of some on some of these other teams. Um, the Bucks, the Bucks got a special unit. The Steelers had a special unit. Devin Bush looks like he might have a serious injury, which is going to really be a, a damper on that, that team defensively. But they still got uh, Hayward and T.J. Watt. Um, Minka Fitzpatrick looks almost as good as Eddie Jackson. His touchdown didn't get called back last weekend. So Steelers got a special unit over there, too. Joe Hayden, the veteran. the veteran Joe Hayden is still out there getting it done at corner. So I like the Steelers unit, too. All right, Aaron, go ahead and give me your pick, even though, again, I, I'm pretty sure I know how that's going to go. You already know I'm going with the Bears. Come on now. <laughs> Don't pick against them, bro. That's, <laughs> that's fair. Um, I am going to pick the Steelers. I think it's close with the Bears. The Devin Bush injury concerns me, but the Devin Bush injury isn't any more significant than the Buccaneers losing Vita Vea for the rest of the year. Um, if they can withstand that and still have quality linebacker play, the fact that they have probably the best pass rusher tandem in all of football 
is why I'm picking them. But the Bears are definitely not far off. I would also say that the schedule is going to play a little bit of role in there, right? I, I think that the Bengals are just – they're not ready for prime time. And I, I want to say that the the Browns are. So really, I don't know. I, I, I guess – for now, I'm going to pick the Steelers, but I, I think the Bears have a legitimate claim for that. Uh, as we kind of alluded to, what, Aaron, who's your best offense in the NFL right now? Um, like I was saying, you know, before this weekend happened, I would have took the Packers. They've been really explosive. Aaron Rodgers has been playing out of his mind. But because of this past weekend and uh, the L that they just took, um, I'm going to take the safe pick and go with the Kansas City Chiefs. Although, you know, the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs may lose a game here and there, might be some question marks about, you know, the offensive decisions that offensive play call they may have happened or games that they may lose throughout the season. When these players hit that second win and, and get in playoff mode, the Kansas City Chiefs on paper and on the field have the most explosive offense. They got the best quarterback in the NFL today. They got – the most explosive player in the NFL today. They got one of the best tight ends in the league today. And they got a dual threat running back with Lou, with Le'Veon Bell now. That's, you know, it looks good on paper. I mean, you know, after a few weeks, we'll really see how it kind of pans out. But Le'Veon, he's going to fit into that system. Andy Reid, he's a smart coach. And he's going to put the ball in his hands in the best way for Le'Veon to make some plays. So Kansas City Chiefs now and moving forward gonna have the best offense in the league. Okay, how quickly we forget. How quickly we forget. Seattle on a bye week, and everybody forgets about what's been going on in the Pacific Northwest. Russell Wilson is playing MVP ball at quarterback. DK Metcalf looked like a young TO out there. Chris Carson. You can put him next to any of the top running backs in the league with his production. Um, Seattle's got an offense. Don't let me forget Ty Lockett, who just always is finding a way to get open. Uh, keeps that offense on schedule whenever Russell gets in trouble. Seattle is my pick for best offense in the league. Top to bottom, the offensive line, the quarterback, the receivers, the running game, and they still got uh, Carlos Hyde, and they got – um. Um, Perry Penny Rashad Penny, who's who's on pup, who's going to be coming back to add to that group. <laughs> hey, Rashad Penny doesn't deserve to be in this conversation. To your defense or your credit, the Seattle Seahawks, despite having a bye week, lead the NFL in offensive touchdowns with twenty three. So there's some validity to what you're saying. For me, though, I am going to go with the Tennessee Titans. I think mm -hmm. that Derek. Henry is an unstoppable force behind that offensive line. Ryan Tannehill appears to be taking the next step. And one of the things is, as John o. Smith and A.J. Brown continue to develop as uh, playmakers in the passing game, it becomes more problematic to try and stop that unit. I think, obviously, the Chiefs and Seahawks, they've, they've done it over extended periods of time. But I think in the 2020 season, the Tennessee Titans are the best offensive unit in football you know, on a more light topic, a, a more fun topic, who's faster between Kyler Murray and Lamar Jackson? What? In a foot race. Who, who's winning? Lamar Jackson. Oh. Are you are you sure? Yes. Easy. I don't know. 
Uh, I, I really don't know. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and just, for argument's sake, I'm going to say Kyler Murray. What? <laughs> no, bro. Lamar Jackson is definitely faster than Kyler Murray, bro. Well, Kyler didn't run a 40. Rumor is he didn't run a 40 because he didn't want people trying to change his position at the NFL because he was going to run that well. Huh? Lamar Jackson not run a 40 at the combine hey, for the Lamar same Lamar didn't reason. run a 40 either, yeah. So I, I, I want to say just from the eye test and watching them boys run, I think both of them could probably clock sub 4-4. Four, four. Lamar for sure I think is running a 4-3. Kyler, I could see Kyler probably running a 4-3 as well, bro. Like, it's kind of scary how fast both of you do this. Who's quicker, though? I think Kyler Murray is definitely quicker. Bro, that movie put on Jalen Johnson over field. My God. Smith. <laughs> I think Kyler Murray is more deceptive, though. I think he looks faster than what he is. Because he has smaller legs, so his legs, his feet, they look like they're moving quicker. Right. So that's that's why I think y'all may project him to be faster than what he is. I think he's a deceptive runner. Not, I'm not saying he's slow. I'm not saying he's not quick. I'm just saying he's not as fast as Lamar Jackson. Is, I, I put is Lamar he faster Jackson. than Tariq Cohen? Tariq Cohen is not fast, bro. Tariq Cohen is quick. Tariq Cohen is shifty. It's a lot of players in the league that's faster than Tariq Cohen. So. Are either of these players faster than Mike Vick? Ooh. Lamar Jackson may have a shot, but the only the, the only person I can think of that's legit faster than probably Mike Vick is Tyreek Hill or John Ross. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we put them up there, but nah, I don't really think so. Them, them the only two players I could put up there that's probably faster than Vick today in the league. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, of any position? I'm just saying that just come to mind at the moment. John Ross, right, Tyreek Hill, those who come to mind at this quick second that's faster than Vic, possibly. I'm going to throw a name out there for a foot race at quarterback. He didn't finish career quarterback, but uh, Terrell Pryor at oh quarterback. My <sighs> hey, my man had a 90, what was it, 90-some yard run versus Steelers. House called it pulling away from the secondary. Terrell Pryor got some wheels too. 6'5, 4'3 speed. Terrell Pryor is probably one of the fastest quarterbacks we've ever seen in the league, too. Okay, I'm not even gonna address that. So I am gonna move along to what I like to call an acknowledgement of front runners. And this this sex this this section of the show is near and dear to me because, to be honest with you, I've been hating on both these motherfuckers, man. So, to me, it appears Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen are returning to the Baker Mayfield and Josh Allen that we knew for their entire careers. Both of these guys are struggling to verse good competition. Both of these guys are playing small and big moments for their teams. But, man, when their teams are playing slaps, both of them shine and look like uh, all pro-type quarterbacks. So give me y'all thoughts on the two of these guys. Are they legitimate NFL franchise quarterbacks, or are they just front runners who are going to pass stats against bad competition? I think Baker fraud. I like Josh Allen, though. 
my boy Wham Newton, as I like to call him. He ain't been Wham Newton the last couple of weeks, but uh, he gonna get back to it. Um, Baker though, never been a fan of the guy. He's got moments, but he's like a Rex Grossman quarterback. For a couple of weeks, he looked like one of the best guys in the league, but then other weeks, he looks like one of the worst. Um, that's that's my pro comp for Baker Mayfield, Rex Grossman. Um, Josh actually, Allen, he gonna be alright, bro. He gonna be alright. <laughs> I actually, I have a little bit more respect for Baker Mayfield. Thing I like about Baker Mayfield is he got some heart. He's one of those guys that he's gonna lay it on the line. He's gonna show up. He's gonna be a leader. He's gonna be vocal. He's gonna try to rally the troops. No matter if he's playing his best game or not, he's just gonna continue to try to strive for his best foot forward. So I just, I just like Baker Mayfield approach to the game and just not necessarily his swag, like how he look on the field, but his mentality on how he's just next next play mentality. Like I, I, I got respect for him. As far as Josh Allen. I think it's just it's a part of the growing pains of him growing and becoming a, a elite quarterback. So, Allen definitely gonna be good. Baker Mayfield, I'm rooting for him, but you know, he's definitely behind Josh Allen right now. In my so opinion. this is what I'm gonna say about Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has a, a I don't want to call it an elite, but he definitely has an above average offensive line. He has an elite run game. He has at what were at one point elite pass catchers and Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham, and Austin Cooper. Still got elite pass catchers. Pass catchers. Okay, so then to me, Baker Mayfield ass. If you got all of that and you still struggle when when the you know you're playing against better competition, you ass. In terms of Josh Allen, I as much as I dislike Josh Allen, I think for him, he's just not ready to be the best player on their team. Right. And for a lot of years, you know, we always give the quarterbacks credit for wins for a lot of years, especially those early Super Bowl wins for Tom Brady. He was not the best player on their team. It was somebody on defense. It was always someone else. And then toward the middle of his career, he ascended to where he was undoubtedly the best player on his team. And I think Josh Allen has a chance to be the same type of player where right now the defense is going to carry him and he's probably only capable of making you know, 10 to 12 plays a game. But at some point, he's going to take the next step, and I think he'll be able to be that guy where he can go out there and put together MVP-type campaigns. He's not there yet, though. I still dislike him, and I still, you know, if I had to put money on it right now today, i say he sucks. But the, the ceiling is really, really high on that guy, which is why he was drafted where he was drafted. Who else you know, can we add to this list? Uh, Front-running – Quarterback? Why? Why? Teddy Bridgewater's not a front runner. Teddy Bridgewater's lucky to be an NFL starter, but he's not. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater both in the offseason. We we're like, whatever. Like nobody's checking for Teddy Bridgewater. So who else can we put in this category? <coughs> Aaron Rodgers. No, um, no. He's got. You sure? Yeah. He, he does he? Does Aaron Rodgers team tends to struggle when he's playing from behind? He tends to struggle against better competition. Yeah, he puts up elite all-star numbers, but part of, you know, you spoke about him not turning the ball over. The way Aaron Rodgers doesn't turn the ball over is he plays it safe. He takes sacks, so you blame the offensive lineman. He throws the ball out of bounds, so you blame the the receivers and the offensive lineman. Where other quarterbacks are like, yo, I got to make a play for this team. Aaron Rodgers would rather 
get sacked than to throw the ball in the traffic and potentially risk a turnover. So I kind of feel like while it's not as extreme as a Baker Mayfield, while it's not as extreme as a Josh Allen at the moment, that Aaron Rodgers definitely has some front runner tendencies to his game. Aaron Rodgers lead to play another down, bro. That's just being a smart, savvy veteran. If that down ten points in the fourth quarter, Aaron Rodgers is going to take a sack rather than throw the ball in the traffic. That's he not smart. He'll marry the next play and it's going to get caught by. Uh, no, that's why Aaron Rodgers is consistently one of the worst quarterbacks in fourth quarter comebacks. He's consistently one of the worst quarterbacks in playing from behind in terms of the result of the game being a win or loss. I don't know if it's all on Aaron Rodgers, but the 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 numbers don't bear out well for Aaron Rodgers in terms of playing from behind. I, I think it's just one of those things where because he when he's on his game, he's so elite that no one ever really calls him out for his bullshit. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Anybody else you might put on that list? No? Okay. <laughs> All right, man. I guess it's, it's time for the lottery party, man. Um, any new additions to the lottery party, Aaron? I'm going to let y'all have this one. I, honestly, I don't, I don't think there are any new additions. I think the people that are in the lottery party have been there. Uh, I, I, yeah, I, I think there's some teams that we might consider are trending that way. We'll see what happens to the Carolina Panthers moving forward. We'll see what happens to the the Panthers, and I think the Dolphins kind of want to be in the lottery party. Uh, Alex, are you putting anybody in the lottery party? So, at this time, no. I got the Broncos teetering on the cusp of being in the lottery party, though. They just beat the Patriots. I know. The Patriots are in the VIP line as well. So my VIP line teams, Broncos, Dolphins, Patriots, Niners, and Panthers. Um, I think the Niners will kind of come out of this and in, in not be in a lottery party. I think the Dolphins will be okay too. The Patriots as well. I got the Panthers falling on their face. Um, there's three teams in that division that are competing. I feel like only two will come out of there which would be the Saints and the Bucks. So the Panthers, by default, will end up in a lottery party. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not pretty. The teams that we currently have locked in, locked and loaded in the lottery party in their section, getting it in, Jets, Giants, Washington, Falcons, Texans, Vikings, Chargers, Jags, Bengals, Eagles, Lions, and the Cowboys. I don't care Cowboys who wins the NFC East. It don't matter who wins the NFC East, that team ass. They probably have a division winner at seven wins. I don't even know if you mathematically possible to do it with six wins, but if it's can possible if it's possible, the NFC East team will find a way to do it this year. The team suck. <laughs> it's it's gonna be a long one for the NFC East football. And they all in the lottery party together, the whole conference. That's fair. That's fair. 
All right, moving right along to our pick six. Last week, Alex, you went four and two. I was three and three. Aaron was five and one. So our season records, Aaron is kicking our ass at 25 and 10. I'm 21 and 14. Alex, you are bringing up the rears at 20 and 15. So let's dive right into it. The game of the week, Steelers-Titans. Alex, give me your win, your winner. Devin Bush injury is the only reason I'm picking the Titans right now. Otherwise, I'd be going Steelers. So I got the Titans in this one. Aaron, give me your winner. This game is in Tennessee, right? Yeah, I believe so. Definitely going Titans. I'm going to pick the Steelers because I got I to gotta make up some ground. So I'm going to go with the Steelers. We got to take a break, a pause here. Aaron need to pick his teams first before he let us pick. We need to put him on the spot first since he, he got the best uh, record. That way he can't okay. be picking back and off us and shit. That's cool. All right, cool. That's cool. <laughs> All right so moving right along, we got the Saints coming off their bye versus the Panthers who are kind of reeling a little bit. Aaron, give me your winner. Going Saints. Alex. Saints. Uh, I'm also going to be the Saints. Right. Uh, in a game that <laughs> is fucking disgusting and gross in every kind of way. Cowboys versus Washington football team. Aaron, give me your winner. This honestly is probably the, one of the worst games to pick this week. Honestly, uh, I'm going Cowboys. This breaks my heart to do this. I'm going to go to the Washington football team. Alex, give me your pick. Man, I want to go Washington bad too, but they're not better than the Cowboys, bro. I got to go with the Cowboys. <laughs> okay. All, all right. Uh, <laughs> all right. The, the, the undefeated Seahawks versus the 4-2 and two Arizona Cardinals. Alex, who you got? Aaron. Aaron, go. Oh, I'm sorry. Aaron, who do you have? So you gonna pick, but a lot of teams coming out they bye week. Uh, I ain't gonna say a lot of teams, but we just saw with the Packers coming out they bye week. It it didn't pan out how they thought it was. Being undefeated going into a bye, you know, all of that. I'm still picking Seahawks. Well, I got the Seahawks too. I got the Seahawks as well. That's fucking ridiculous. All right. The game, Alex, this game, this fucking game right here, man. We were supposed to be in Vegas this weekend, and then COVID happened, man. So, oh, no. you know, this game hurts a little bit just talking about it. Raiders versus the Bucks. Aaron, who do you got? Whew. Man, them Raiders is cold. Hey, them Raiders be, they competitive, but I'm going Buccaneers. Alex, who you got? Ah, oh, man. This is at home. Shit. I want to pick the Raiders, but smart money says take the Bucks. So I'm going to go with the Bucks. Okay. I'm going to pick. Just picking who I pick. The Raiders. I'm going to go with the running game and. Uh, John Gruden and whatever the fuck they got going on in Las Vegas since I was supposed to be in Vegas this weekend. So that's what I'm going with. Last but not least, the 5-1 and one Bears versus the 4-2 and two Rams. Uh, Aaron, give me your pick. I'm picking the Bears. I don't give no fuck. I go first. Okay. 
we know Aaron's gonna pick the Bears too, but I want to hear it from him. Go ahead, man. I told you, Chicago Bears every week, every week, sixteen and zero. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pick the Rams. It, I, if honestly, I I was gonna pick the Bears, but I saw Aaron Donald. Someone brought up this week that he had not sacked Nick Foles despite having three games against him, and he said he's going to have to change that this week. So Aaron Donald is going to go nuts. He's hey. going to get uh, Nick Foles, and that's who I'm going to pick. The Bears win this game. You got to refer to Alex's freaky out next week. Yeah, for real, for real. I don't agree to that. So <laughs> I, I'm just – No, you have to, bro. You're picking against the Bears. It's a Monday night football game. We This the bet. That's the bad part. I don't give anything short of Jesus returning to earth and telling me to call him freaky. It's not happening. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> that's, that's definitely not happening. Aaron. 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 I, I, I'm, I'm singling Nick you Foles out. Nick Foles is going to throw I'm singling. three yards and three touchdowns. This is prediction that it does not involve the Chicago Bears, man. You will not do this. I need uh, a bold prediction. He's going to run for 120. Man, you still suck at this bold prediction thing, but uh, that's better. That's an improvement. All right, growth. <laughs> Alex, what, do you, what is your bold prediction? The Houston Texans are going to beat the Green Bay Packers at home. Ooh. Romeo Cornell almost made my bold prediction come true last week when I said he's going to go 2-0 and beat the uh, Titans. He's going to beat the Packers, though, this week. Texans getting that dub. The Texans are getting the dub, huh? Yeah, bro. They scored 36 points on the Titans. All right, you know what? My bold prediction is actually going to involve the Chicago Bears. I'm taking over for Aaron, but in the opposite way. The Los Angeles Rams will hang 30 points on the Bears. Mm. At elite defense, um, the, the Rams are coming off of an awful performance against the 49ers. The Rams are going to score 30 points on the Chicago Bears. You heard it here first. Alex, give me any closing thoughts that you have for this episode. Man, the, there's a game I wanted to put in the pick six in place of the Saints-Panthers, which is the Niners-Patriots. I'm actually really excited to see that game. Garoppolo's healthy. Uh, the 49ers look like they're going to be uh, getting back on track. But Cam Newton, Bill Belichick, I don't think has ever started two and four as a Patriots head coach. So I think the Patriots are going to have something special for the 49ers. Uh, 49ers like to run a lot of run plays with their wide receivers between Debo Samuels and Brandon Ayuk. Um, that's that's my game to watch on the late game slate, the 3 o'clock games. I know the Seahawks-Cardinals is a big one, but I actually think that 49ers-Patriots game is going to be a big game. So if it's in your TV broadcast area or if you got Sunday ticket, make sure y'all tune in for the uh, 49ers-Patriots game this weekend. Aaron, any closing thoughts? I want to see the Bears go to six and one. Okay, I mean that's that's fair. That's fair. We'll, we'll work on closing thoughts too. Two seconds. We got to work on with you, man. Um, you know what? I was gonna go in going on the Cowboys, but I'm I'm tired, man. Fuck the Cowboys, man. I just want to say that it's a lot of teams that are gonna start their tank parade. This week, some have already got a head start on that. So look for a lot of players moving forward to go on IR. This is how you ensure that your tanking is successful. You take your good players when they get a hangnail. You put them on fucking IR so they can't accidentally win you a ball game. I hope Dallas follows suit, but they probably won't do that. 
but look for some of these guys that are kind of minorly nicked up to end up having their seasons kind of cut early. So that's all you got from me. Uh, I got one more thing I want to say. I actually want some feedback from you guys. Trade deadline's approaching. Do y'all see any big-time trades coming up in the NFL? I got one. Okay. And, and it seems ridiculous for me to even say this. It's 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 either going to be one or two. I think, as we just talked about tanking, that it, there is an outside shot that either Julio Jones or Matt Ryan gets moved. Wow. Like They're that. not playing for anything. I like They're that. clearly going to be in a rebuild. And I think if the right offer comes across their 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 table, that they'd be willing to move on from either one of those guys. I like Julio that. in New England. Ooh, with Cam Newton. Ooh. I, I, I just think you're – also, I think it'll be Julio a little bit Green less. Bay? I don't Ooh, know that there are any – Julio Green Bay will be a I problem. I think Donald being traded as well. The, the team, there are teams that are clearly looking to win nothing. So <laughs> that that's out there. Sam Donald. As a starter, you think he gets traded or as a backup? No, Sam Donald doesn't get traded as a a a starter. Sam Donald is a smidge away from being the next Josh Rosen. You don't think the Washington football team would move for him and see what? No, they want to take Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence. Why the fuck would they want Sam Darnold? Just to get through the season, see if he's worth anything. Using that's why they had Kyle. They bought in Kyle Allen to stink, stink up the field, and Shark trade trade for. uh, I think the contract is going to be troubling to move, right? But if there's a contender, not named Dallas, that loses their starting quarterback. And they, they want to still compete this season. I think if it happens next week or the week after, because it wouldn't trade deadline, is it the week after? Yeah, I think it's the following week. Yeah, I could see it. I could see it. Wow. I don't know, man. I don't see many homes for Sam Donald in the NFL right now. I don't either, but the, the Jets want something for him. If they get a fifth-round pick. Maybe he can go to the Giants and the Giants can win the East with Sam Darnold. They like Daniel Jones probably better than Sam Darnold because <laughs> they're idiots. Oh, shit. All right. Let's move so, on from Mitch Trubisky. Nobody's trading for me. You know what? I should have known better <laughs> with you. <laughs> I, I should have known better with you. All right, man. On that note, man. I'm out of this bitch, man. <laughs> hey, for a guy that don't know shit but the Bears, he's sure kicking our ass in these pick sixes. <laughs> That's because he picks the Bears every week and they're actually good. That's probably the difference. I'm going to say something that don't make no sense, but it makes sense to me. Aaron be picking safe-ass games, man. It don't no, no I sense. don't. I just know <laughs> football, bro. He's safe as hell, bro. He don't take no chances, man. Fuck your pick. He pick off the icons. He look at the icon and be like, yep, that's the better team. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Fuck no. <laughs> Hell no. Hey, Aaron be picking off straight records, man. They got a better record, man. We're going to pick them, man. <laughs> nah, I'm going to tell y'all the secret. Madden ratings. If you just look Uh-oh. at the team, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I'm just talking shit. <sighs> All right, man. If, if that's it, man, I'm out. You can follow me on Twitter at the Big Homie John. Uh, you can also lock in on me, uh, lock in with me on Facebook, on Instagram. 
you already know what it is. Alice, where can we find you on social media? I'm on Instagram, Facebook, um, of course, Twitter, Draco Brazzi. And uh, y'all can always link up with us, send us your questions, comments, whatever you got for us at three yards in the cloud of smoke at gmail.com. Um, if it's a good question, intriguing question, we'll squeeze it in the show, answer your question on the on the show. Mm-hmm. Baby Smoke, shout out. We following you uh, on uh, social media. Find me on IG at Arrow, A A E R O O, or on uh, Twitter at Arrow the Kid. Uh, you got any t- questions, anything, just slide my DM or shoot me a, a tweet, you know, get back at you. You inviting men to slide in your DM? Yeah, no, that, man, was, that was for the ladies right though. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, we out of here, man. All right. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.